I'm your host, Kaylee, and this is Rebel Wellness. You've just tuned in to Rebel Wellness, the podcast that's here to revolutionize your approach to personal health and well-being. I'm your host, Kaylee, also known as Coach Kales, and I'm thrilled to have you join our Rebel community. In a world that's saturated with fleeting diet trends and unrealistic beauty standards, we believe it's time for serious change. Our mission is simple yet profound, to empower women like you to break free from the confines of today's diet culture and embrace a holistic approach to health that's sustainable for the long haul. If you're like me, you're here to embrace the concept that true well-being encompasses every facet of your life, mind, body, and soul. Rebels believe in aligning our journey with our individual needs and values because a one-size-fits-all approach just simply doesn't cut it anymore. This podcast is your safe space to explore the depths of wellness guided by myself, experts, real-life stories, and genuine commitment to your growth. You're here to begin your transformative journey, and it's time to discover your own version of balance in your health. Every week when you tune into Rebel Wellness, we'll learn, grow, and rebel against the polarizing outdated norms to finally achieve lasting vitality and joy. Because that sounds pretty great, right? Your journey starts now, and I am so excited that you're here. Welcome back, Rebel. This is the final episode of our October Scary or Not series. And today's topic, we're going to really jump into something that is very common for probably you listening have experienced it at some point in your life, because I know I have many times, and I've had to coach a lot of my clients through this upcoming season. But today I'm going to cover holiday season or holiday gatherings in general, but the season itself comes with all of that, um, and how you can navigate your health goals during the season without it being scary. And I think that this topic is really key, and I'm probably going to touch on some concepts that you maybe have not thought about before, and hopefully offer you a new mentality or mindset that can help you get through this holiday season and subsequent holiday seasons with a lot more ease, some simplicity, some uh, grace, you know, whatever word you want to put into it, hopefully it can change a little bit of your experience in regards to your health this season. But real quick, a little bit of housekeeping. I'd love to say hello to you if you're a new listener. I hope that this first episode that you're listening to you enjoy and that you explore through the 43 other episodes I've had so far in this year that I've launched Rebel Wellness. And I would love to invite you to come join our community online. It's currently the most on Instagram. So come join us at, at Rebel Wellness Podcast and or my flagship coaching page at Coach by Kales. I'd love to say hello. I've got lots of great nutrition, mindset, life tips that are realistic. And I'd say like conscientious to a lot of females like me <laughs> and a lot of my clients' uh, situations because I would say the internet is just inundated with a lot of people who have very unusual or rare or unique situations. And then they give you like tips based off of their one situation. And it's like, okay, well, that's not very realistic, you know, all that kind of stuff. So anyways, I love to be a little different in that way. That's why I've named this podcast Rebel Wellness, because I want to rebel against 
this kind of plastic look and front that we have that is all over social media. So I hope that for those of you who have come and joined the community on Instagram, that you have been enjoying the content. And I am always open to content requests as well as podcast topic requests. So feel free to just shoot me a DM or comment on a post, um, something that you'd like me to expand on, or you'd like to hear my thoughts, experiences, all of that. So come join us there. And last thing I'd like to say is come join my email newsletter because I have some really cool things coming down the pipeline that I would love you to be the first to find out. And the first people who are going to find out are on my newsletter list. It's very exclusive. So coachkales.com and uh, sign up anywhere. There's an option for a newsletter and you will be on the list. So let's get into today's topic because I want you to not be afraid of hitting the holidays, especially if you're somebody who maybe has made some serious progress on your health goals finally this year, and you always feel like you get derailed when October, November, December, we're going to call that Ackerman OND in the restaurant world and beverage business and things like that. We usually call that OND because everybody knows October, November, December is a peak time in social gatherings, alcohol sales, food sales, all the above. So I want to uh, just let you know that that's when I say OND, what we're talking about or what I'm talking about. I also know that sometimes people hit a little spike in motivation or interest in their fitness in that late July, August, September zone. A lot of us in the fitness industry consider that to actually be the second New Year's Eve, New Year's resolutioners time. There's this like back to school fall kind of thing that goes down massively in the health industry where people are like, I think it has to do with people coming out of the summer, having like let loose, enjoyed themselves, relaxed, maybe drank too much or whatever. And they're like, okay, we're getting back into gear. We've got like more significant workflow coming, maybe you're going back to school, you know, whatever it is, there's just something in the air in that August, September zone, where it's the second New Year's resolutioners time. And um, sometimes it's even a busier time. Like I mostly get inquiries for new clients in that month zone compared to January and February, which a lot of people would be like, are you serious? Like, that's really weird. I would never expect that, but yep, for sure. So anyways, I know that when you're trying to ride that wave and you're trying to continue whatever your health changes you've implemented are, you don't really want to fall off, right? And so that's what I think that this topic is so important to talk about because we're about to come up on Halloween and that kickstarts sometimes a kind of hibernation vibe, (laughs) especially with the weather shifting and everything. It's natural for us to like want to cocoon and kind of just chill out and be a little potato, watch Netflix, have all the cozy coffees, chais, teas, muffins, candy, (laughs) baked potatoes. I don't know. (laughs) There's a lot of things that kind of are like also food triggers that come around with the holidays. So that's, that's why I also want to talk about this because there's a lot of these different angles and I'm honestly not going to be able to hit every angle. I'm sure you're going to have some angles that pop up. I would love to hear what comes up in your mind, but I'm going to try to hit as many things that I could think of to help you navigate maintaining some of your health goals 
or maybe hitting the pause button and existing in a maintenance phase with your health goals and or encourage you to consider changing the goals temporarily for a season into something that would be adjacent to what happens in a caloric surplus. (laughs) I'm going to basically tell you right now, think of the three categories of people that I'm going to be talking to as a deficit person. So somebody who's trying to maintain fat loss, a maintenance person, somebody who's just trying to stay exactly as they are throughout this entire OND, and a surplus, somebody who's trying to gain muscle, most likely, or maybe just gain weight in general. Because there are people who really would like to put on weight. That is definitely a category. I've trained several people who needed to put on weight. Those are the three categories. Figure out which one sounds like you as we talk through some of these different tips and tricks. And I will try to kind of help orient my tips to each of those categories of person during this health goals chat for the holidays. So the ultimate goal for all three categories is that you want to come through the holidays with more balance, less derailment from whatever your health habits and the progress you've made is, or you want to make progress for the first time, you know, and you just want to see OND as another next three months in my year, not as holiday season where I'm most likely going to go off the rails and eat a bunch of good stuff and put on 10 pounds and then have to do crazy diets once the new year hits and that season is over. You know, I want you to figure out your best route through all of this because I see this pattern all the time with not just clients, with friends, family, and all that kind of stuff. People kind of let themselves just swan dive (laughs) into the holiday season. And that's totally okay until it isn't, you know what I mean? Sometimes we realize, we forget that you can kind of do both. You can have a night where you have pie and wine and whatever, and then you can go back to your nourishing healthy habits during the other days of that week. You know, you don't have to have pie and wine eight days a week. (laughs) I don't know if you've been there, but I've totally been there when there's pie left over from like Thanksgiving and stuff. Um, I'm like, pie for breakfast sounds great. And so I just want you to know that I come into this conversation with the most compassion. I have no judgment and I'm going to give you the best advice that I can without hopefully Um, triggering anything or anything like that, because uh, this is definitely just a more lighthearted, open pro tips chat that I'd like to have with you about your health and the holidays. Okay, so first aspect that I want to touch on is I want you to zoom out and look at your macro picture. Here's some questions for you to think about. Maybe write them down if it helps you to think about them and maybe you could journal on them. You know, this is a really great opportunity to do something with prompts because I know a lot of people are confused or afraid to journal because they're like, I don't know what to write. So here's some prompts for you to write on because these answering these questions is going to be really helpful to bring you clarity throughout the holiday season. So where are you at with your health goals? So what is your health goal? Are you again, 
for those three categories. Are you trying to lose weight? Are you trying to maintain yourself? Or are you trying to gain? Are you in the middle of something like a fat loss phase? Right? that out? If the answer is no, that's going to change a lot of stuff for the way that you can mentally come into this holiday season, right? Because you're not going to be worrying about losing fat the whole time because you can maintain your current weight and enjoy yourself. And if you choose that you want to put on muscle, you have very big open opportunities to enjoy yourself during this holiday season. But that also means that you're going to need to shift your training to be lifting heavier so that you're actually stimulating more muscle growth. So you're putting that surplus calories to use. So I'm, I'm trying not to go off on a tangent. There's so many, <laughs> so many things that I like to talk about when it comes to this stuff. So that would be a build phase. So are you in a fat loss phase? Are you in a build phase? Are you in a maintenance phase? What is a quick example of that is a concept where like fitness competitors or fitness models, they often use the holidays as a muscle building phase because it's a natural surplus. Like I was just saying, we often eat more calories and different quality of calories than we usually do the other nine months of the year. So oftentimes people who understand the energy equations of their own bodies will be like, yo, I'm probably going to be in a surplus this next three months. I'm just going to turn this into a great opportunity to gain muscle. Yes, your body looks softer. Yes, you're going to put on weight. Yes, the scale's going to go up. Like I've talked about in the previous chat, that's something that comes with putting on muscle, you know? And that's something that comes with eating more carbs because one gram of carb binds to two grams of water in your body. So that's where water weight comes on. But water weight isn't fat, but water weight does show up as weight on the scale. This isn't the scale episode. Go back to the scale episode if that's something that you don't quite understand. Episode 42, highly, highly, highly recommend it. But that's something important to understand that that's usually why we see ourselves looking a little softer during the holidays, especially for fitness people, because that's naturally what's going to happen when you're consuming more carbohydrates such. It's also important to know that those people, you will almost never see them in photos during this phase. You might see their face in a story and such. You might be able to like pinpoint that something looks a little different with them. They don't look as like gaunt, maybe. <laughs> um, but that's because a tactic that a lot of fitness competitors and models do is they will have a ton of backlogged content from when they were really lean and dry, quote unquote, AKA you could see their muscles more prominently from their skin, muscle tone, quote unquote, people call it. And they will post a bunch of photos from the rest of the year during this phase of the holidays. Oftentimes, a lot of them will dress up in holiday clothing while they're still this lean, take those pictures in like July or August and have them in their content backup for when the holidays do come around and they can post them. I'm not making this stuff up, guys. This is content creator world. I've been learning a lot. I've seen a lot. And I'm sharing it with you because you know that I want the world to be a little more real. <laughs> but it's really, really, really important to know this, that this is what's going on. Because then you see them, you think, oh, they're so lean during the holidays. How they do that? That's most likely not actually them right now in the holidays. A lot of them make that content when they're not in this build phase, because in order to build muscle, you do have to always go through a surplus. Surplus does look softer, softer on your body. That's like a concept. It doesn't mean that you're losing muscle. It just means that 
your body is hydrated, your body has more carbs in it, and you are putting on a little more body fat because that's okay. That's part of the mechanism. So anyways, I really want to make sure that you understand that because you're going to see a bunch of people and be like, how do they stay so lean and fit during the holidays? Don't compare yourself, number one. Number two, they usually make content calendars and have social media managers who give them literal shot lists of what they want them to do, what they want them to wear, this or that. Okay, we're going to post that in December. Okay, so understand that not everything you see is exactly the way it is. There's just a, a butt ton of smoke and mirrors on social media. But for yourself, a question to ask yourself is, do I want to maintain how I look? Do I want to lose a little more body fat, like recomp, aka a deficit calorically, meaning you're burning, essentially burning more than you're eating, but calories in, calories out is its own thing. But that's just to kind of give you an idea of basically you're trying to get into your fat stores. So you're eating less than you are using from your day-to-day activity and consuming with your mouth. Okay. And, or do you want a surplus? Do you want to put on more buns? Do you want bigger biceps? Do you want stronger back muscles? You know, so many great things can come out of being at a surplus. Um, and you do have to be in it to gain muscle. Okay. So when you have looked at your macro picture and you've determined what do you want, what is your health goal for this OND for these next three months, that's going to help you um, navigate all the rest of these tips and things. But a lot of these tips also can just be followed regardless of what category you land in. I just wanted to kind of make that a little bit more organized and categorized for you so that you better understand uh, kind of like an easy route to figuring out where you're at. Because so many people could be like, I don't know, maybe I want to do this, maybe I want to do that. I would say just freaking pick one and let it ride out for the entire three months. Pick one, come to terms with it, make peace with it, whatever you need to do with it, and be like, all right, here we are. This is what I'm doing for the next three months. And you might actually find a lot of mental freedom in doing that because you're allowing yourself, you're giving yourself permission to be in a surplus, stay at maintenance, be in a deficit, you know, whatever it is. Most of us are constantly yo-yoing back and forth between I'm not going to diet. Okay. I'm going to diet. I'm not going to diet. Okay. I'm going to diet, you know, and that's exhausting. And oftentimes more people end up putting on more weight when they constantly yo-yo like that versus if they just decided here's what I'm going to choose. Here's, I'm just going to follow as many habits as often as possible to continue to follow that choice. Okay. If you would like my advice, I, my best advice is going to be, I think you should just decide to be in a maintenance phase, all of OND, all of the holiday season, let yourself just be in a maintenance phase. This means you're intentionally being okay with being exactly as you are right now, the moment you hit January and you can, and you're not going to die and you might be healthier and you might be really satisfied with yourself if you make that decision. Because again, a lot of people try to lose and diet in the holiday season and then they binge at holiday parties or whatever and or are miserable and sometimes they gain more weight or they're just emotionally suffering more when they didn't need to. You know what I mean? And then they may not lose weight at all still. That's frequently what tends to happen. So my tip is maybe just decide to be in a maintenance 
Try to maintain exactly where you are right now. Maybe only go up or down two or three pounds naturally without intention, because I think that's going to be the best way you can enjoy the season, because I know that is the best way I can enjoy the season. But if you do choose to do that, these tips I'm going to give you right now are going to be very helpful. So for the three categories of people, I said my best overarching kind of tips off the bat are if you're trying to be in a deficit, you're going to need a plan. You're going to want to make sure you understand when your events are and make sure that all the other weeks you're either counting macros or managing your your calories or being mindful of them, which tends to come from tracking your food on the days that you don't have an event. And then you'll have to come into the event with a plan, either eating ahead of time and then enjoying certain specific items that you already kind of planned on eating. Can you see how this isn't realistic? This is really unrealistic for the holiday season. That's why I don't really recommend it. But for those of you who are trying to, that's my best tips because Every time that you go to a party without a plan, every time you go into a week without a plan, you are going to be at high risk of failing and over-consuming calories and then banging your head against the wall being like, why am I not losing weight? I'm trying so hard. So frankly, one of the only ways I think you can make it through the massive amount of events in the holiday season as either don't go to the events (laughs) or go to the events with a plan. And you also have to be okay with peer pressure, people being like, oh, just have one glass of wine or, uh, oh, you should just at least have this cookie or grandma made you this pie. You should eat some. There's going to be so many different influences externally that are going to kind of guilt you or peer pressure you. And you're going to need to have a lot of intention and planning to get around that. And again, it may just not be enjoyable. So if you're somebody who is trying to go into the holiday season with a deficit, that is my best tip for you is you need to be on it like blue bonnet. You need to have a game plan. You got to stick to it at least 90% of the time. Um, especially for females, we don't have a lot of wiggle room to kind of just lackadaisically eat baked goods and processed foods and alcohol and try to lose fat. It brings inflammation into our body, which takes away from our body's choice to filter fat out of our liver because our liver is really picky. It's not going to do a whole bunch of things at once in the sense of losing fat and filtering out the poison of alcohol. It cuts off fat burn until it gets rid of the alcohol and then it goes back to it and that can be up to 72 hours. So there's a lot of things that tend to get derailed with just the general expectations of the holiday season. So know your holiday season, know what things are usually going to happen that you're going to partake in and decide if that is right for you. For maintenance people, this is a great time for you to kind of actually learn the parameters of like, just how much can you eat without gaining weight, which is uh, much more than we think. We think that that window is really narrow, but in reality, I've seen clients and myself go up or down 400 or 500 calories, depending on the day and the situation and still hundred percent maintaining their body weight. Sometimes, honestly, even a thousand calories or more, like sometimes people can go from averaging like 1800, 1900 calories a day on average, being a little active. Most of my clients all lift at least one to three or four times a week, um, and walking, etc. And then eating, on an event, like 
2,500 or 3,000 calories, which is so easy to do, by the way, especially if cheese and a charcuterie board is involved, you can really overeat calories on that. And then not gain weight at all. Like another week goes by, they went back to their 1,800, 1,900 calories, ate as usual, exercise as usual, and nothing happened. And that is absolutely possible because maintenance is a little different than we like to, we maybe understand. So I love maintenance calories. I love being in maintenance. It's much more enjoyable because there's a lot more opportunity to enjoy yourself, honestly. For my best tips for people who are going into maintenance or who chose maintenance, you just have to understand your general total daily energy expenditure, which if you don't know what yours is, there's a lot of calculators online you can look up and or you can also... I think I actually have in my macros episode 19, a way that you can calculate that. So I would go back to that episode and listen to that one. And that one will be really important for you because honestly, learning macros is also really key for navigating the holidays with a lot more ease and simplicity. So, but also with maintenance, you don't have to be perfect on your exercise routine. You don't have to be perfect with anything really, but you do have to be consistent and in the ideal zone, at least 80% of your week. So trying to sleep as best you can five days out of your week, trying to eat more nourishing meals, at least two of your three meals a day. You know, it looks a little more casual like that to be in maintenance for most of us. And you can use the scale if you have a good relationship with scale to manage yourself and see, am I being in maintenance? Because if you weigh yourself every Sunday or something like that, you can get an average of where your weight is trending. If it's consistently trending upward and not going down, you're probably actually in a surplus. If it's staying kind of the same, going up or down a few pounds after like five to six weeks, you're in maintenance and that's great. And so that's a really easy way to determine if you're in maintenance, because I'm sure you're probably wondering, how do I know if I'm in a maintenance phase or not? And that's my best tip. For somebody who's in a surplus phase, this is your time to enjoy the foods that you want to eat. <laughs> I wouldn't eat like a trash can. I would still make sure that you're being mindful of your choices because it's not a good time to overconsume and eat a bunch of inflammatory stuff that your body doesn't really want. But it does give you a lot more flexibility to be completely leaning into a surplus of calories, especially if family events and stuff go down. But you're going to really want, if you're in a surplus to gain just body fat, then I wouldn't really worry about too much. If you want to be in a surplus and gain body fat and muscle, you're going to want to adjust your fitness programming to lifting heavier. You need to be progressively overloading. So adding more weight to whatever compound lifts. So squats, deadlifts, hip thrusts, pull-ups, push-ups, all of those, you need to continue to add weight every week. You need to push yourself. You need to get into a challenge zone and challenge zone doesn't mean like, okay, this is getting kind of hard. I give up. This is okay. My form is literally, my arms are getting shaky. My body's getting shaky. I can't push this weight any harder. (laughs) And that's, what's going to stimulate muscle growth. And then with all that surplus of calories, you're going to build some really beautiful lean muscle tissue. So that's my best tips for somebody who's going into a surplus through the holiday season is to think about it that way. So if you have any other questions, if you're like, okay, Kales, I want to do maintenance. I've got this situation going on. What do you think about that? Feel free to DM me. I'd love to help you. Just shoot me a little message, shoot me a voice message, and um, I'll get 
back to you with my best tips for your unique situation. But that's all for those three categories in this zone. But now I'm going to give you all of the kind of basic holiday tips that I love to share because a lot of them can be complete game changers. Like they've been game changers for a lot of my clients. So here we go. All right. So these tips are oriented towards like you're going to a holiday event or a party or whatnot through any of OND. One of my first tips I like to say is when you're at a holiday event, the kind of food hack of nutrient order, there's other terms people like to use for that, but that means basically when you're eating, which macronutrient categories you eat in a certain order can influence your blood sugar reaction and therefore influence how your hormones react, how your hunger reacts, yada, yada. So The usual nutrient order that is best is you want to consume your protein item, your fibrous item, so veggies and things like that, and your good quality fats first, and then follow at the end with your starches. I actually follow that. I've followed that eating style for maybe a decade now, just naturally, partially because most of my starches are always white rice and Everybody who knows me knows that I'm a big rice girl (laughs) and rice is like my quote unquote dessert. It's like the thing I enjoy the most on the plate. So I like to leave it at the end because it's the last thing that I get to remember having eaten off my plate. (laughs) And that probably sounds really dorky, but you know what, whatever. So I always tend to eat like that naturally. This doesn't mean that I don't take bites of the starch on my plate in between at all, but I always finish my protein and my fat sources and my veggies first, and then I finish with whatever the starchy carb is. This is actually a natural way for a lot of people to not only manage their blood sugar and hormones and such, but also it can really help people naturally cut back on the starch calories they eat because they're most likely going to get full and the hunger hormone ghrelin is going to turn off faster and leptin is going to kick in. Leptin is the, okay, I'm satiated. Okay. I'm full hormone that stops you from being like, I need to eat, 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 eat. So that's a really clutch tip. Honestly, Um, I would, I would definitely encourage you to consider nutrient order when you eat, especially at parties. So pick all the little hors d'oeuvres and snacks and things that are either a fat source or a protein source. Again, go back to the macro series. If you don't know what lands in those categories or better yet, I have a free macro list with a huge master list of those categories of each macronutrient available for free for you, either on my stand store, stand.store backslash kales, or on my website in the freebie section on coachkales.com. Go snag it for free. And it's a really valuable list that can help you start to navigate the macro world and better understanding it, because that's honestly the biggest hack you can have in your pocket. (laughs) But at holiday parties, Try to follow that rule. Try to eat the protein things. Try to eat the veggie things. Try to eat the fatty things like cheeses and such first. And then follow with like puff pastries and the cookies and the, you know, all that jazz. Because that can really help you manage your food consumption (laughs) during the day of. Another tip that I have found to work really well for myself and a lot of my clients is consider having a 20 to 30 gram protein shake before or on your way to the gathering. So just chug it, like literally just get it down your neck, like 
as fast as you can, or okay, not necessarily as fast as you can, but just before the event, because then you're starting your stomach off and your metabolism with protein, because a lot of the times parties don't serve a ton of quality protein sources, or maybe even protein at all. This has happened so many times for my clients, and it ended up being the best thing that they did to have that protein shake before the party, because then they didn't feel like they missed that really important macronutrient for that dinner that night. And they also kind of allowed themselves to enjoy the other foods there because they knew that they kind of checked the box for their protein for that meal that night. So it's really easy to uh, shelf stable shakes like Iconic or um, Fairlife can be great options for you. I would definitely recommend you keep some in your car. Honestly, it sounds might sound silly, but you don't have to be like a gym bro to, to do that. It actually is a game changer for so many people in my clientele list from the past and the present and, and for myself, because I have to be in my car a lot. I don't always get access to good quality foods and I can really check that protein box for myself with a meal when I just have a shake available. So same thing goes for holiday parties. Um, and don't feel silly about it. It's, it's really just a smart hack for your health. Okay. Another concept that I like to follow is I only eat what I really enjoy at parties. So if I put something on my plate, that's like meh or kind of like it's decent, but not really like exciting or delicious. Like I really want to eat it. I don't finish it. I don't eat any more of it. And I know that a lot of people are like kind of raised with the don't waste your food. You know, there's kids that would eat that somewhere else, you know, this or that. Ultimately, if that's you, I totally get it. I know where that comes from. I agree with some of it. But at the same time, a half cup of cornbread stuffing or something like that is really not that nutrient dense in the first place. So it's not a highly valued food in the first place. And it's also cheap when you break down the cost of that little blob of mush. So if you're going to like waste a whole pork chop, yeah, I mean, maybe you should see if your partner or somebody else or maybe take it home till you're like hungry. But when it's side dishes, they're not really something that matters if you decide you don't like it and you don't waste it. You're not a trash can. You don't need a finished food just because it's on your plate. My tip alternatively is when you're picking food from the party or the buffet or whatever, if something doesn't look like you're sure you would like it, get a smaller portion because you can always go back and get more, but you can't really like you, you're going to waste the rest of it if you don't eat, if you don't like it and you don't eat it. So instead of getting like a full size portion and whatever, and then not liking it, just get a smaller one. And if you like it, go back and get more, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And that'll be the best way to solve the issue of, Oh, but I don't want to waste it, you know? So but again, like I said, you're not a trash can. You don't have to eat everything that somebody puts on your plate just because they put it there, especially if you're trying to take better care of your health and such. So next good rule of thumb, if you're trying to manage like that, how much alcohol you consume, you can chase every alcoholic beverage with a like eight to 12 ounce cup of water. Just kind of make it a rule at a party that once you finish your glass of wine, you need to finish a whole big glass of water before you get another one. And maybe if you go to that party with your partner or a friend, tell them before you get to the party that you want them to hold you accountable to that and maybe vice versa. Because when you're buddies and you're accountable to somebody and they can be like, oh, here's your water or oh, go get your water before like you get another cocktail or something, it really can help you 
like easily and non-judgmentally maintain your goal to not like massively overconsume alcohol. <laughs> and it's really important too because I mean, nobody has a good time when they get sick off of like a bunch of different weird alcohol on the holidays, especially because sometimes they're serving a lot of cheap alcohol. That can be just a headache, literally. <laughs> but I'd also say one of the best tips to do to avoid the hangover the next day is once either once you get home or on your way home, make sure to drink 12 to 16 ounces of water with an electrolyte serving, like one or two servings. Uh, my best tips are located on mycoach.kales.com in the affiliates section. You can check that out. And I have my top recommended brands for electrolytes in there and it's not liquid IV. <laughs> um, so I would definitely check that out and snag some as you head into O&D for yourself. But the best way to avoid a hangover is just to simply drink enough water that has enough electrolytes of good quality electrolytes in it because it takes care of your kidneys and everything else in your body. And it definitely gets rid of majority of what causes a hangover. Another tip I would say is really please don't starve yourself. I know that it's really easy to just avoid eating if you feel like, oh, I just don't want to overindulge or I don't want to eat something bad, but it's going to have a negative impact on you metabolically and mentally, especially if you're consuming alcohol, but you're not eating food and you could find yourself like over consuming food once you get home or on the way home when you get starving enough. And all of those things are just going to be negative reactions to such a simple thing that you can just avoid by eating food. Find at least one thing that you really like there and <laughs> eat all of it. I'm just kidding. But eat more of it. You know, if there's some um, protein sources that you really like, eat more of those. If there's a bunch of veggies or things, you know, again, that's, this is probably more in the category of the person who's trying to be in a deficit. But Give yourself some wiggle room, give yourself some grace in these situations and just make sure that you don't starve yourself because it's not a good, it's not a good habit to just try to be that person that's like, oh, I'm just not eating. Like I'm just, I'm on a diet or whatever, you know, and then you end up sabotaging yourself and that choice once you get the opportunity to, right? You know, it's pretty hard for somebody to avoid food all evening and then go home, go to sleep and then wake up and be like, I'm going to have my normal eggs and whatever for breakfast. Usually it's like, I need a greasy breakfast sandwich and some hash browns. And you know what I mean? So um, just make sure that you don't starve yourself. It's just not a good, it's not a good habit. If you feel like you don't want to eat any food at the party, maybe you have a special diet or something like that. Eat a full meal right before you leave. Eat something you would cook yourself for an entire dinner before you go to that party because then you did actually have an entire meal that was well-balanced, gave you enough calories and all that kind of stuff. And then you can head to the party and be in a better manageable state if you choose to not eat those foods or if you can't eat those foods. All right, and one of my last tips would be, this isn't exactly food related, but it kind of influences food. <laughs> and ladies, if we're gonna be real talking right now, which I'm always real talking, wear something you feel comfortable in. It might sound odd, but if you've ever squeezed yourself into something uncomfortable because it looked cute or sexy or whatever, but it encouraged you the entire rest of the night to avoid eating any foods that might make you bloat or something, or you're constantly concerned how you look, so you kind of avoid food or something like that, or you just avoid enjoying yourself the entire evening, I cannot stress enough 
how much it's going to improve your experience of the evening by just wearing something that fits you better or fits you well, but also looks cute. Like you don't have to be in straight up sweatpants or something. You can be in a cute, like flowy dress or some costumes that are not necessarily skin tight. Um, you know, know what parts of your body you like to accentuate. And then you don't have to wear something that doesn't accentuate the other parts of your body that you don't feel comfortable in that evening. You know, there's a lot of creativity that can come into it that can help you enjoy the evening, enjoy yourself, feel your best, look your best, but you shouldn't be ever wearing something that retracts from that event, retracts from your attention in the moments, in the actual moment. (laughs) And also just the way that you might avoid foods or whatever, you know, things that you shouldn't be restricting yourself from just for a freaking outfit. And I don't know if this is Hopefully it is resonating with you because I've definitely been a person who's done that before when I just wore something. I I only did it a couple times because then I realized how much I just like hated how much of that evening's memories were me constantly like going to the bathroom and checking how I looked or constantly sitting really weird because I couldn't like relax backwards or else I had like major muffin top or whatever, you know, stupid stuff that actually doesn't really matter in the end of the day. But if since we're coming into holidays and everybody likes to kind of put themselves on display, you know, no right or wrong there, but find a good way to put yourself in a position where you feel comfortable and you can enjoy the evening. You can eat the foods, you can drink the things, you can sit in whatever position you want and you feel comfortable. That is one of my best tips I can give you for uh, going into like holiday parties with a little more, a little more happiness, I guess. (laughs) But Overall, to kind of wrap up today's chat, I just want to make sure that you know that something as a mindset that can really be a life hack for navigating, managing your health with the holidays is if you have some foresight into your week, if you know that maybe Saturday you have an event that is going to be really fun and you know that they make some really badass food or whatever, or you just know that there's food there that you don't want to be concerned about whether or not you're eating it. All the days ahead of it, follow like the 80-20 rule. Five days ahead, Monday through Friday, eat nourishing foods, hydrate really well, sleep as much as you can, you know, do the foundational habits that take care of you. Make sure you're eating rounded meals, so it has good protein, carbs, and fats in each meal, fiber, etc. And then just let yourself enjoy the evening on that Saturday. And then Sunday comes around, go right back into your nourishing foods, hydration, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's one of the easiest ways to establish maintenance without even really trying. It just takes a little bit of forethought and a little bit of intention, but you can really make some significant success throughout this entire holiday season without really having to try too hard. So that is my last best tip for anybody, especially if you've decided you're just going to go into maintenance during this holiday season and know that If you just take care of yourself the best you can, but you don't obsess over it and don't stress over it, you're probably going to come out of this holiday season very well, very healthy, very balanced, and maybe the least stressed you've ever come out of a holiday season. And that would be my ultimate goal for you. I hope that all these tips were helpful for you and this kind of chat brought some thoughts to your mind so that when you head into any of these events that you've got coming up 
throughout this holiday season, you feel a little more confident and you have just some mindfulness because that's what's really important. Just being mindful throughout it and observing your thoughts and observing your habits and behaviors is really key. Don't get down on yourself. If you just overate something or you did the opposite of something I said today, it's okay. You know, just observe it, kind of flag it in your brain. And then the next opportunity you have, remember it and try to do something different. If it's what really is going to help you stay on your best track with supporting your health, but also enjoying your life. All right, Rebel, that's it for today's episode. Remember to celebrate your strength and nourishment, walk with confidence, and I will catch you next week on another episode of Rebel Wellness. If you are still listening, thank you for tuning in to our latest episode of Rebel Wellness. If you've been enjoying our conversations around health, fitness, and wellness, I have some exciting news for you. So if you would love to join our newsletter group, you can join us on coachkales.com or you can join my Stan store at stan.store backslash kales, K-A-I-L-E-S. And that's an awesome opportunity for you to snag some freebies that I've created, including a macro hack grocery list that is going to help you kind of design a custom grocery list, especially for following macronutrients because as you know if you didn't listen to my macros in may series i would go back to those episodes because it has been a game changer for so many of our listeners for getting more on top of how to shape their physique and their health goals with the food they're eating so don't sleep on that go get your free download or i also for fun have a little 14 day ab challenge that I actually have used with my clients and my clients have had some really surprising, amazing, well, surprising that only in 14 days, you can have such great progress with your core strength and your abdominal muscle tone in general. So that is also free on my stand store. So again, S-T-A-N, like Stan the man, stan.store backslash kills. And you can also join our newsletter from that. And if you would like to reach out to me, chat, maybe work together, you can also contact me through my website, coachkales.com. And I would absolutely love you to join our Rebel Wellness Podcast Instagram, which is at Rebel Wellness Podcast. And you can also join my flagship coaching page at Coach by Kales. That's where it all began. That's where I share the most um, kind of custom to what I work on specifically with my clients on that page. So join that one. It's all feminine wellness focused and I share some great stuff, some goofy stuff, things that you just don't want to miss as well as healthy recipes and things and easy recipes because we all kind of need some easy grab and go things, don't we? So I would love you to join both those pages as you'll be joining a community of like-minded females who are all committed to living their best lives. So hit that follow button. And I would love if you felt the need to share and rate our podcast. We would love that. Anyways, thanks for listening. And I hope to catch you next Sunday or say hello on the gram.